You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Tim McMaster talking Toronto Blue Jays baseball with MLB.com Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. And Gregor, obviously the Blue Jays still leading the way in the American League East. They took three of four from the Yankees last weekend. But Troy Tulowitzki goes out with the injury in such a weird play on Saturday. Is this a situation when you look at his his injury history and how much time he's missed in his career that everybody's kind of holding their breath in Toronto? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Blue Jays originally said two to three weeks that he would be out, and, you know, that really puts him in the dangerous territory of being supposedly back at the very end of um, September and, and early October and basically you know, the end of the, the regular season right there. So you're talking about a very small window that if there's any kind of setback or if the healing process doesn't go as quickly as they would hope, um, you're talking about the danger of, of missing uh, the postseason as well. And um, You know, I think the Blue Jays are, are trying to be cautiously optimistic, but even if Troy Tulowitzki does make it back in September or at the very beginning of October, um, but he's going to have to play through uh, quite a bit of discomfort as well. That was something um, Alex Anthopoulos talked a lot about um, in New York, was that there's going to be pain there. It's not Even if he comes back, it's not going to be pain-free. Um, and so, you know, it's probably unrealistic to think that, you know, when he does, if he does make it back, um, that we're going to see the Troy Tulewitzki that, that most people are, are used to seeing. I think um, it'll be a bit of a different player, Um but more than anything, the Blue Jays just need and, and want to get him back on the field because there's no question that it's a, big, it's a big loss for that team. They went out and acquired Darwin Barney from the Dodgers, obviously to help add depth, but he wouldn't be eligible for the postseason. So when you look at this team right now, uh, what is the answer as far as that middle infield goes when you look well, to but, October? Right. And, well, it's, it's going to be Ryan Jones uh, every day at shortstop. Um, for now, and, and then it'll be Cliff Pennington every day at second base. Um, and that, that's where the move that they acquired Pennington in the middle of August, you know, a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads a little bit at the time uh, as to why they made that move. And well, and this is kind of exactly why they did it. Um, you know, he's not going to provide you a whole heck of a lot with the bat, um, but he is a very good defender, uh, a veteran player. He knows what he's doing out there. Um, so he's going to get an opportunity now to play every day. And, uh, and then when you're looking ahead to October, really the only um, backup infielder that they would have would be Munenori Kawasaki, which is kind of interesting because Munenori Kawasaki is with the team right now, but um, he's really far down the depth chart. I mean, you, when they brought in Barney, he's, he's a guy who's played uh, over the last few days, and he's played ahead of Munenori Kawasaki. But um, as you touched on, I mean, Barney's not going to be avail- available, uh, eligible for the postseason. So um, that backup job, if Tulewitzki's not available, um, would go to Kawasaki. Kawasaki, obviously a fan favorite up there in Toronto, but maybe not a guy you want getting meaningful at-bats in October. I guess the the good news when you look at the situation is Ryan Goins has been hitting great, so even though you know you lose Troy Tulowitzki, you also have the rest of that lineup around him. So 
offensively, obviously, it's not what you had with Tulo, but it's not like suddenly the Blue Jays are without run producers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the one thing to keep in mind through all this is the, the run that the Blue Jays have gone on uh, since Tulowitzki got here at the end of July. I mean, a lot of that was out um, Tulowitzki really hitting the way that everybody um, expects him to. And, you know, I think the logical expectation is that Tulowitzki was, was going to turn things around and really start swinging the bat. Uh, but he really hadn't done that yet. You're talking about a guy who was hitting in the low 200s had shown flashes of power, uh, but hadn't really put everything together. Now, the the thing is, is that opposing pitchers still had to treat him like Troy Tulowitzki, and it was another uh, middle-of-the-order bat, and, and when you take him out of that, I mean, it really does uh, kind of make the bottom of that order look quite a bit different when you have Stanton down there, and you just don't have quite the same uh, amount of depth. Um, but offensively, they should be okay. Um, the fact that they lost Edwin Encarnacion for a few days kind of hurts a little bit, but overall, the depth of that lineup um, is really uh, something where you should be able to afford uh, losing a guy like Tulewitzki and still be able to put up some runs. A tough loss on Tuesday night to the Braves in walk-on fashion, walk-off fashion, but Mark Burley encouraging. He allows one earned run over five innings after he had obviously had a rough stretch. The team was giving him some extra time off. Does it? Did he feel like the time off helped him going into Tuesday? I don't think so. I mean, no. it's a very interesting case with Burley. I mean, he's normally a very, um, you know, laid-back, joking guy with the media. After that start um, was the first time, really, that I've ever seen him um, kind of really be frustrated. Um, and it was he limited the post-game scrum to two questions, and, and then he uh, quickly walked away. And I, I think what he wanted to do really avoid a lot of the questions. Um, about the layoff, about, um, you know, what he's been uh, doing with. Because for the most part, this is a guy who's maintained all along that he's been healthy. It's really been from the Blue Jays' side uh, that they've tried to push him back, push him back, and they were the ones who wanted him to go get the cortisone shot. Burley's maintained all along that he was ready to take the ball every fifth day. And so I think he's a little bit upset that his routine um, has been interrupted the way it has. I think if this was any other season, you would have seen him continue to take the ball every fifth day. But... Uh, from the club's perspective, I also get that as well because I mean Burley hasn't really looked like himself now for a few weeks, and um, you know he, you're right. It was kind of a little bit of a step in the right direction um, in his return. Um, the fact that he you know he only gave up that one earned run over five uh, was positive, but there was still a lot of hard hard contact early in that game before he kind of settled in. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes over the next couple of weeks because um, he's a guy who's really going to want to pitch well over the final stretch to to really lock down a spot on the, on the postseason uh, rotation because as things stand right now, uh, I don't think that's necessarily guaranteed, uh, and that's not something you ever would have thought you would have seen about a guy like Burley. Yeah, especially with Marcus Stroman's return. Now on Tuesday, Aaron Sanchez, Gregor, took the loss in his second inning of work in the game, and that's two straight outings where he's kind of struggled in that second outing. That seems weird for a guy who's obviously been a starter but will that affect the way the team uses him the rest of the way? Is, is he a guy that maybe they'll just try to send out for one inning and not push it for the second, or has this been just a, a weird coincidence? You know, that's a great question. To me, it's just a weird coincidence. I know a lot of people, you know, John Gibbons was taking a lot of heat last night uh, from stuff I had seen kind of on Twitter and uh, some of the reaction I was getting, but uh, you know, people saying that he shouldn't have brought Sanchez out for the second. I just don't have a problem with it. I mean, you look at Sanchez last year, 
uh, when he made the transition to the bullpen. I think 12 of his 24 appearances last year were for more than one inning. Uh, and then he started this year, obviously, and was really built up. And you know, that was a while ago now. But, uh, I mean, this is a guy who shouldn't have any endurance problems. And to me, I think it's just you know, coincidence more than anything else that, um, you know, the first time that they've tried to get more than an inning out of him has uh, been the last two times. And both times it didn't really work out. Um, but you can point to different factors both times. I mean, in New York, he you know, came back out for the second inning and walked the first two batters he faced. Control has been a problem for him at times, so that, that shouldn't be overly shocking. Uh, and then in Atlanta, he came back out for the, the second inning, and it wasn't like he was you know, giving up laser beams all over the place. Um, he was generating a lot of ground balls, but you know, as cliche as it sounds, uh, you know, they found holes. Uh, I mean, they were hitting the right spots, uh, but you know, Sanchez is a ground ball guy. Uh, to me, the only concern with Sanchez doesn't really have anything to do with the innings. It's, he's not striking out as many guys as he normally does. Uh, so that's going to be something to watch down the stretch because he's really kind of missing that strikeout pitch. But uh, to me, the two innings aren't a problem. Uh, how John Gibbons goes from here is going to be an interesting one. I think we're going to find that out over the next couple times. More often than not, he would love to um, you know, leave Sanchez just for the one inning, but there are going to be times just like uh, you know here in Atlanta um, where if the, if the game's tied and you're starting to run out of pitchers a little bit, you might need to get a second inning out of them uh, in order to, to try and you know, keep the game close. Marcus Stroman wins his first start on Saturday against the Yankees. I know Blue Jays fans excited about that. Now, he was great for four innings, and he obviously gets touched up by Brett Gardner for the three-run homer. But when you when you saw what he did in his rehab starts, it was unclear exactly what the Blue Jays were getting. Did they like what they saw on Saturday? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and I think that was really the final. That's what they were waiting for before. Uh, they announced the rotation. You know, they take Drew Hutchinson out of the rotation this week, and you know, I, I think it was really because they were um, that impressed with with how Stroman came back. And you know, as you said, he kind of struggled a little bit in that fifth inning, um, which is understandable because I mean, this is a guy who only had two rehab starts before making it back. You would think there would be some, you know, endurance issues there as he's continuing to get built up. Uh, but you know, he's in theory should be getting stronger and stronger with each outing, and so the fact that he looked. You know, as good as he did uh, in less than ideal situation, it was a really kind of cold and and rainy night uh, at Yankee Stadium uh, that day. And um, you know, he was able to to do you know pretty much what everyone could hope for. He had he had very good command of of, of all of his pitches that night. Uh, you know, he was hitting mid nineties velocity, um, and so this is someone who should just continue to get sharper. And now you're talking about a guy who, you know, the expectations couldn't be any higher on. But from a Jays' perspective, you're probably hoping that you know he slots in there, um, you know, probably right behind David Price, or if not there, then right behind Price and R.A. Dickey is as either your number two or, or number three starter uh, on a team that um, you know in theory should be uh, you know closing in on a postseason spot very shortly. Obviously, in September, in a pennant race, there's there's lots of pressure on all these players. But the Blue Jays got a chance to to get away, I guess, a little bit. Monday night, they're down in Atlanta, and they went to the Monday night football opener between the Falcons and Eagles. I guess most of the roster was there. Um, did you did you hear anything after the fact about how much fun the guys had at a football game, and was it a chance to kind of get away from baseball and not think about baseball for a few hours? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was, and you know, this, this has become a very tight knit group in a very short period of time. I mean, some some of the guys obviously have been around here all year, but there's been an awful lot of additions, uh, a lot of tr- uh, turnover. 
you know, at July, around the July 31st deadline, but it's continued after that as well, but, you know, with the uh, September call-ups and, and then, uh, you know, there's even been some moves in, in August and September on top of that. So you're talking about a lot of, you know, new faces inside that clubhouse. And, and to me, it's been, um, you know, a little bit surprising just how close everyone was able to get in a short period of time. And I think you know, one of the things that that helps with that is certainly winning. But, uh, you know, they've been doing these these other kind of side things, on you know, to, to you know continue that building process. And, um, you know, David Price is a big reason why for that as well. I mean, he's, He's, he's come in, uh, you know, in addition to, to, to the football, you know, he's come in and he's bought scooters for, for some of the players. He bought bathrobes for everybody on the roster that had their these Blue Jays bathrobes that have their number and name on the back. They're just doing all kinds of these weird little wacky things that, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it, it's hard to measure what that actually means. Um, but it's clear that everyone in that clubhouse is, is getting along right now, and it's, it's, it's probably – um, the closest group that, that I've covered uh, during my six years uh, covering the Blue Jays and, you know, winning certainly uh, helps with that as well. This has been Blue Jays Extras on MLB.com. Gregor, we'll talk to you again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.